All right. Hey, welcome to this week's roundtable. Jeff and I are hanging out again this week to process things we're thinking about and, and working through. Um, so, yeah, another fascinating oh, conversation. Another Here we fascinating go. Fascinating conversation. So, I want to ask you uh, to think about this, or I don't yeah. even know if this is a question, but it's what I came up this morning in men's group. Uh, we're studying through James and, and I don't even remember how this came up, but it, we were talking about um, one of this, one of the people at my table said followers are the new currency of our day. Followers are the new currency of our day. Talking about Instagram followers, oh, Facebook follow, oh, oh, oh. you know, people that sure. follow you on social media, sure. that, that's the new currency. And the example they gave is, the Logan Paul Mayweather fight. Yeah. You had this guy has no boxing experience going against this yeah. world-class boxer and, and basically both walking with millions of dollars oh. as an example of yeah. what's happening. And he said, he's, he made the statement. That is a cultural. Yeah. True that. Yeah. And he Nuts. said, influence is coming from people who really have nothing to say. <laughs> if you're listening, Jeff just dropped his head. <laughs> Influence is coming from people who have nothing to say. Man. Here's here's my question. How do you become a, a person of influence mm. in the right kind of way as a Christian? Mm. You know, if that's the way the world is getting influences by right. gaining followers and and just posting right and becoming an influencer. Um how do we as Christians yeah. think about influence? I mean, in the millisecond, I've had to think, think of such a big, big question. But here's what I wonder. You know, the way of Jesus is he was able to grab a zealot, you know, like Simon the Zealot became one of his apostles. Um, so a guy who is very influenced politically, very much an activist against the Roman Empire, mm -hmm. pulled him under the fold you know i'm just saying like i wonder if what we need to be doing is just taking a page out of the playbook of jesus imagine that and just continue to speak grace and truth and let those that are chirping or seeking to gain followers for everything mm -hmm. under the planet oh just not follow that lead, not take the bait and think that's the way, just be speakers of grace and truth and be more bold about, uh -huh. in other words, I think that what the church can do is feel like, oh man, there's the locomotive there. There's the way to gain influence or there's the way to gain. Yeah. And um, we got to get on board or whatever. And I'm like, or we put our heads down. So we need as a church to get the followers. We need to right. get our voice heard on there. What can we do is... to get more followers? What can we do to get a, a broader footprint in social media or whatever? And right. I'm like, maybe, <laughs> or maybe not. Well, yeah. we said this as a staff, one of our strategies early on in COVID when we were going online is we talked to our staff about, hey, one of our goals through this COVID thing is to not get too good yeah. at the online <laughs> thing just because that's not the heart of our ministry yes. it's it's a temporary fix it's not going to be a strategy it's not going to be the, yeah. in the like the jesus influence it almost happens in a, in the opposite way mm. in the in the individual discipleship it's personal yeah 
um, it's kind of in the flesh. Yes. You know, this, yes, yes. Like yes. where Jesus was withdrawing from the crowds. Yeah. The world is always seeking to get the biggest megaphone. Man, again, I just feel like the in-person just relationship, the eyeball to eyeball, the conversation, there's, we're hardwired to need that by our creator, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you and I've talked, I'm even thinking about that with our neighborhood because we moved in just prior to COVID and lockdown. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we are now having to advance the ball way more aggressively to have in-person contact with our neighbors. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just saying like, what do we as Christians need to do to recapture what, what we yeah. know to be good yeah. and true and pure as well, Christ followers, no matter yeah. what the culture is. Well, one of the things I was thinking about is how his statement, this is David Spanier actually was at, at my table. Mm. He said that how influence is coming from people who really have nothing to say. Man. I think one of the things, the, one of the starting points for how to get influence as a Christian is to start by turning down those voices yeah. and not being influenced mm-hmm. by people who have nothing to say <laughs> right? and start like filling our minds with, with good things Man. and not just with noise and the entertainment or Dude, a mindless I, game on your phone or, which, you know, I, I think I even sent you this verse this morning because it yeah. so hit me from Hebrews three watch out brothers and sisters so that there won't be in any of you an evil unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage each other daily while it is still called today so that none of you is hardened Mm. by sin's deception. Like the responsibility you talk about influencers is very personal, very one-on-one. We should all have in our lives a select number of people who feel a compulsion to every day, make sure you're okay. I'm okay. Are you guys okay? Like if you were on a battle line, you know, like if you were a, a frontline soldier, you'd be constantly looking to your right and left, make sure your platoon, your, your, your troop was doing well, you know, your, your buddies. And I'm saying that's more what's supposed to happen. Like we, we should be mm. as opposed to all these ra- why am I just hearing from all these random people who have David Spangers, nothing to say, actually filling my mind, but I'm spending so much time with that, that I'm neglecting this very clear injunction from the word. Hey, you actually are your brother's keeper. You actually are the one yeah. that is supposed to be keeping the other one out of sin. Hmm. So when are you checking up on one another? You know what I mean? When you think about if, if people answer the question, honestly, like who, who are the f- like four or five people that have influenced you the most? Mm. If we are just to interview every person, um, yeah. I bet, I bet most people would have for the, the list of people would be people you've never heard of. Yeah. Names of people like yeah. the name of a mom or right. a dad or a coach or a, right. a person, a pastor in their life that for sure isn't a celebrity. You know, it's like, the people that influence us are the people that are closest Man. to us relationally. Totally. And I think people spin in and out of that orbit a little bit, right? I mean, all of us have mm-hmm. a yeah. very tight handful of like lifelong friends, right? Uh, or maybe those family members. But because of just the, um, you know, waves of, of life, yeah, 
those, there are people that kind of spin in and out. Right. And, and I think, but just to always make sure that we have those kind of people in our lives, mm. you know, that, that truly are making a difference yeah. for us and are influencing us. Strong. I mean, I was just really hit. I know it's a familiar mm-hmm. verse, but just this morning again, I'm like, man, who's in my life that I need to be checking up on them and make sure yeah. I guess yep. not because I'm suspicious or I yep. think, oh, that dude's probably, no, yep. it's, no, I understand how deceptive sin is. And I know what an unbelievable, unbelieving heart is, you know? Mm. So I've got to be sin's level of deception along with my culpability. is mm. the perfect storm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that resides in you and everybody yeah. else I know. And so I just want to take that more seriously. I want to be more vigorous, you know, rigorous, I guess, or whatever yeah. about uh, helping other people yeah. stay on the path because yeah. I'm, I'm aware. You know? So he, so one of the other guys at our table said this, I think this connects. I think his response to this was, he said, it was a, is an older guy who uh, has been a, basically a professor at a community college. Um, teaches their uh, communication or something like that. And he's a very insightful guy. And he said, he said, blessed, are the, blessed is the person who has all four of these in his life, mm. a mentor, mm. a coach, a cheerleader, and a friend. Wow. That's a cool. And he goes, I've rarely had all four of those in my life wow. at the same time, but I've, I've had, you know, different people. If you look kind of Man. think about that list, that's cool. A mentor, a coach, a cheerleader, a friend. Um, can yeah. you think of people in those categories for you? Yeah, do you for feel sure. like the mentor or coach thing? I'm trying to think of the real hard distinction between them. So I asked him that and oh. he said, that was a great question. <laughs> he said, the example of a mentor is like what Jethro was to Moses, like oh, okay. an older voice okay. who's kind of showing you the roadway for your, for your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Whereas the coach is more of the one who gets in your face, you know, they're uh, the one like that accountability, like, Hey, you need to, you know, more direct mm, in their assessment of you and, and yeah. kind of helping coach you through like, that's good. This needs to change this and a cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. Just someone cheering you on just mm. always for you, always encouraging, always that's and then good. the friend, you know, uh, like St. Companion. Yeah. St. Thomas Aquinas said, there is nothing on this earth more to be prized than friendship. Wow. So those four things. Wow. Mentor, coach, cheerleader, friend. Yeah. I am grateful to be able to say I can, I can absolutely think, you know, it was really interesting. We were driving back. We met some friends last night. We were on our way back home and Teresa got in a text thread conversation with the gal that it was her and her husband that mentored Teresa and I when we first came to know Christ. Mm. Uh, in fact, it was June, not Tom, that was really the disciple, discipler of me. But right after I fumbled through sharing the gospel with, with Teresa in my dorm room and she left, I grabbed the phone, called to talk to Tom. He wasn't home. So June was, and I remember talking to June, like June, I think I might have led Teresa to Christ, but I forgot to ever pray. Did it work? Were, you know, because I didn't know the rules of this stuff. I'm so new, you know. And uh, so June has just had this. Anyway, she's she writes to Teresa. She said, Teresa, you have no idea what a special place you have in my heart. Mm. This is Mark. We came to Christ. That would have been like 
You're not early 1982, <laughs> early 1982. And she is still that. Oh my word. Almost throw encouragement ago. in and Teresa, you, wow. I'm just saying like those people that urge you on, like I, even having Teresa repeat the text thread to me as she was doing, I want to live for Christ more because of June Hammond. <laughs> How know? do you, for somebody who's like, I want that. I, yeah. I need these people. How do you get each of these people in your life? You if have you to, just It's so simple. You have to draw into the, the church of God. And if you're not in a church that is fostering that kind of Ooh. genuine, sincere walk with Christ, then find a church that is, because that's where you look around and see the people who are, mm -hmm. you know, on a journey toward Christ and get closer. I mean, yeah. your men's group that you're talking about is such a great example. Like, sign up. I just talked to another guy that lives mm -hmm. in another state. And I said, look, I don't even know the church you're going to, but I'll bet they've got a men's group of some kind. Right. Go. Right. Figure out a way to just get in the orbit of some of these people that I know because God has his people. Everywhere. You're saying find a church and show up and show up, man. I'm telling show you, up. you yeah. will. And as you pray, one of the guys I meet with every week came to Veritas, didn't know anybody, was disconnected made a simple request one morning, God, I'm going to turn around and pretend like I have to go to the bathroom. If you will, please have me run into somebody that can help me get connected to this place. Mm. Runs into Ryan Hamby, runs into me. The next yep. thing we know, we're meeting everyone. Yep. I'm just saying like, so, make yourself available, you know? Well, I'm going to add a little thing to that too. So find a church, show up, and I would say, and serve. Yeah. When you have yeah. your eyes on just getting your needs met and I need this mentor and right. I need this cheerleader and I need this friend, oh, you're yeah. probably not going to find it. It's in the context of serving. So the, the right. person that you, and, and this is a, a paradox, I think, that the person you want to come, or I'm trying to think it, the person you want to mentor you doesn't have time to mentor you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like similar with right. like speaking or something like the person you want to speak on your retreat yeah, doesn't have time. time to come, you know, but you, you, that's who you want. Right. You want, like if I was a young woman, I would want to be around someone like my wife, you know? Right. But Letha doesn't have time right. for a lot. But the way I would, my strategy for getting in with my wife would be to figure out how to serve her, you know, totally. like, or any, any uh, person like. Or that, discover just, that, you know, like, again, taking Letha as an example, or you imagine that Letha is that person and you're like not even seeing all the other ones that God has put right even in closer proximity to you yeah. that would be yeah. of great value if you yeah. didn't, didn't have fixated. No, it's either lethal or bust. Yeah, you know no, totally. <laughs> right. Because right? you find it. Right. Right. Because some of the greatest people in our church, the greatest treasures yes. I found are like, I think are, are introverts, you know, right. they're the deepest wells. They're the ones you want to Yes, it's not those of us you see up on the stage and talking man uh we're less interesting this is yes. as good as it gets bro yeah. <laughs> you already know what we think you already know what it would be like to hang out with us yeah yeah but but it's really uh, yeah those unexpected totally. people and by showing up by serving and I really do you find pray. really do pray because you know for sure this is the kind of thing god wants for you Ooh. you know what i mean so really the way that I gave that example of, of John here that prayed, God, would you please miraculously lead me mm. to somebody? You know what I mean? And I'm saying like, yeah, make it a matter of prayer with yeah. an open-handed, like, Lord, I want 
that kind of spiritual influence. I have yeah. that weak soul and I know there's a really strong enemy. I need the company Ooh. of God's people, Hebrews 3, help me. Wow. Well, what good heavenly father, right? <laughs> it's, it's like, you know what's funny? I To that point, as you're talking, I remember now when I was like 13 or 14, when I was really coming to Christ and I prayed, I remember Ed Noble was talking. He's, he talked about, if you need a friend, pray for a friend. Yeah. I prayed and uh, you know, Joe Kufal. Oh you know? man. Now we were already like yeah. friends before this, but like, we really became like kindred spirits. Dude. Right. And so, and, and so we became friends, but then Joe moved mm. our, my freshman year. And that's really when I had to pray that prayer again, like mm. my best friend just got taken away and God again, answered the prayer with mm. other friends. That's it is, so it is true. God. Will yeah. That. Because that's, again, you you pray with such confidence when you're so aligned with something, you know, is deep in God's heart because he wrote it to us. Pray that boldly and see what God does. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I think, and, and this is somewhat flows out of second Timothy mm. and your sermon on talking about Paul's relationship with Man, Timothy. So and then, you know, Lois and Eunice, these, mm. you know, a mom and grandmother that influenced Timothy and how familial it is. And mm. I just think about this as a contrast to that whole thing about followers are the new currency oh, influence man. is coming from people who really have nothing to say and i just think um wow. as as believers we think differently yes. about um how we are influenced right um the voices we listen to the people that we um we learn from and then also how we influence mm. it is more familial relational make it so yep make it so so yeah all right. Well, there we have One it. One more adventure. Yeah, there we go. All right. Well, we hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next time.